Hello everyone and welcome to the Ukulele Underground Podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice. Now converse, what's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend Ferguson, say what's up, Kahai? What's up? Gentlemen, the three of us are here. Voltron has assembled. It's time to vault in. That's Volt is five, but it's fine. You know, it's <laughs> old 80s anime of things coming together. You know, creating a big fighting robot thing, which is that's basically like us, but there's three instead of five, you know, <laughs> and not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Did I lose everyone with the 80s reference? Yeah, yeah, no, okay, okay, like... maybe. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. We answer any and all of your ukulele questions and non ukulele questions. Sometimes we answer those, right, Kai? Yep. So uh, we are live. So you, if you guys want to ask a question, you guys can ask it live on the chat. Participate in the chat because that's how we interact with you folks. We like to uh, kind of, you know, talk to you and see, see what you're up to, you know. And then uh, if you have any questions, if you're stuck on something, let us know. We'll try our best to uh, to figure it out with you. Okay. So uh, let's let's get the ball rolling here. But before before I do that, someone has been missing this show, like. Not missing as in like they haven't been able to watch it, but missing as in like they miss being here. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Mike Odo. But yeah. I, I think he mentioned this past weekend that his schedule is changing so that he can come here on Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Oh, thank you. He's Mike. dedicated to the show. He is dedicated to the show. He's less. Huh? The last podcast, he was in the chat and he was like, oh, th those ukuleles are pretty good. Like, <laughs> he was like typing in See, and answering. He misses yeah. it. He misses yeah. the show. So for those people who don't know, uh, Mike Odo, he he comes here uh, every now and then to the podcast to kind of just help us out. He's a resident like uh, music theory expert and just music expert in general. Like whenever he would answer a question, he would answer a question and then some. You know? yeah. And then like provide music history with stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not... Um, it's it's not the 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 most popular, most dressed up way to like you know to to do a podcast, but I think it's the most informative way. Mm -hmm. It's not. So what am I trying to say here? It's not you know like, um, yeah, it, it's it's it is informative. Mike is the most informative you know, informative dude that we know, and he is like a, a an encyclopedia of music <laughs> knowledge. Mm -hmm. So and and I try to like to to. To make make light of it, make fun so that everybody enjoys himself. Mike just likes hard facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we try to balance it out with some uh, some hard facts. And that comes from Mike. Um, he's gonna try to change his schedule because he wants to be here along with us. So shout yeah. out to Mike. He's probably watching. Um, what up, buddy? Well, we we miss you. <laughs> okay. All right. So welcome to the podcast. You know how to, you know how it works. So let's uh, let's get started. Questions, gentlemen. What are we doing today? Uh, yeah. Uh, instead of doing a question, we thought we'd hit you with like, uh, I don't know, what should we call this? I, yeah, I don't know, because like last week we did like hard-hitting questions, like mm -hmm. best tone and stuff. So like, I like that. I like that like in the beginning, I can kind of address something or maybe I can teach something. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever it may be, whatever you guys want to do while we wait for questions to come in, or if we start uh, start a discussion, maybe the uh, the people who are tuning in and listening might have questions to that and I can answer that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if you have questions independently, you can ask them in the chat. If you have questions about what we're talking about, you can ask them in the chat as well. So yeah, so, and I like coming in here 
uh, to to the podcast or to this room, to the recording room, and uh, and Kahai and Aaron are already here, and they're already contemplating on like what to do with me, basically. <laughs> so I like the fact that I come in and I don't know what we're doing, and all my answers, everything that's coming out is is very um, off the cuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's it is not improvised. It's just like it, it is my honest opinion, unfiltered. Oh, okay. so just know what's that. I'm so glad if this is your honest, unfiltered opinion. <laughs> okay, let's get a continuation from last week. Who has the worst tone? No, no, no. But see, that's yeah. a, uh, I don't know. For for people who don't know, um, this whole podcast totally unscripted. We have like <laughs> we have no like scripts. Sometimes we have no plans. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we come up with like an hour long episode based on like I don't know what, yeah, what do whatever, we do to whatever, like, whatever comes, comes to mind. There's there's no even outlines. I know most people with podcasts they have like we're gonna talk about these today. But for us it's like okay well, we're sitting down. I hope we get some questions on the chat because <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. But somehow some way like every week we come up with an hour-long conversation and you guys still listen to us so i think we're doing okay yeah yeah so uh kahai what are we doing today buddy uh yeah so aaron had an idea uh do you want to explain yeah so you've explained how to do tremolos you usually use your thumb uh, the thumbnail yeah and so uh how would you like what advice would you give for someone who doesn't have a thumbnail doesn't plan to grow a thumbnail or can't grow their thumbnail mm-hmm. like what are some alternatives to doing the tremolo that uh that will work maybe not maybe either not as effectively or in a different way okay so if you're a student that don't want to cannot or aren't able to um grow your thumbnail because here at ukulele underground we uh we suggest to use a thumbnail for picking for tremolo, for basically you know, you know anything picking wise, because we believe the thumb being the thickest nail on your hand is gonna give you the best tone. We talked about tone last week, and it's gonna give you the best tone because it is the thickest nail, and we feel like it's the best positioned, you know, on, on your hand. Sure, pointer finger is all good, and we strum with our pointer finger anyway, and it works out and stuff, but pointer finger, a little bit thin and brittle, so it breaks, especially if you're like me, who's pretty aggressive with the strings. Um, so using the thumb is, I feel like the best, you know, the best thing. There's a reason why, you know, a school like like uh, um, Roy Sakuma's school and a bunch of, you know, uh, I, I think or, Kulale Hale that, you know, like yeah. that, that, I'm, that I'm sporting today, they teach how to pick with the thumb. And there is a reason for that. It's because of tone, because of ease, and because of its position on your hand, because it's already positioned right here. And us as humans, we've uh, we've evolved to kind of use, you know, like it, to basically do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to to grab things. And, and, uh, and because we've evolved to do this, why don't we use that to our advantage? And when we play our ukulele, doing this is the is it's like a perfect position to kind of rest your fingers underneath here kind of feel out the uh, the curve of the hip of your beautiful ukulele and then you can kind of get to the uh, the, the best tone um spot when you're picking which is going to be over the sound hole so over the sound hole is the best tone spot because um, if you pick up here, which a lot of you know, a lot of students do, I find myself picking up here every, every now and then. But for the most part, you might kind of like get this noise because your 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 thumb and your thumbnail might be hitting the the the, the frets, the fret wires and stuff. Here it's gonna be too much. So the sweet spot is actually right here. The um, 
the tension of the strings is a little bit higher. When we pick, we want to make sure we get, uh, you know, our tone is from the tension of the strings, okay? So uh, this is your 12th fret. That's going to be the middle between the nut and the saddle, okay? Like the exact middle point. And that's why it's, um, we, we get our, you know, our harmonics there because we'll write smack in the middle of both of those. Now, that's going to be the loosest part. You know, as, as far as tension goes, that's going to be the loosest tension on your strings when you're, you know, when you uh, have it tuned up to, uh, to the note, okay? So we want the tension to be a little bit higher. So moving closer to the end of the ukulele gives us higher tension, but not too high because it'll sound flinky. This is really the best place to get that tone. You can, see, you can get that tone here as well. But like I said, you're gonna run into some problems like hitting your fretboard and stuff like that. And this is the, uh, this is the, the middle point. If we hit it at the middle point, it's a little too loose. So the, uh, the, the tone is not that great. Tone is gonna be perfect right here. You can hear the difference. You hear how, how much thinner it gets as we get, you know, as we get out. That'll be the uh, the best place to get your tone, okay? So, having your fingers going down like this, make sure that we get the best tone and the best position to get that tone. And that's why we say, use your thumb for that. And uh, and I mentioned earlier, you can always use your pointer finger to, uh, to get that tone. You can have these three fingers right here rest down um, by the sound hole like so, so that you can kind of get your fingers down, but I do not have that nail. And even if I did, that nail will be thinner than the thumbnail, so the attack will be a little bit um, brighter than, than my thumb. My thumb is nice and thick. It's gonna give me a nice fat tone because that thumbnail is nice and fat, okay? So now, um, what are the alternatives? If you cannot grow this, if this, uh, you know, if this breaks or whatever it may be, or you're at a job, you can't do that. You know, I don't know, if you're like a surgeon, then you gotta use gloves and stuff. You can't like, you can't have long nails, it'll go through and it'll like kind of, uh, I, I know we have a lot of doctors that's why, <laughs> and then surgeons, you know? So it's things like that, you know? Or if you work construction or whatever, then you work with your hands all the time, you don't want that nail to break, so on and so forth. There are alternatives out there, okay? And here are some of them. First alternative is definitely using a thumb pick. Okay, using a thumb pick. I know we have a thumb pick here, right? Right over there. Can we? Uh, can, can you pass one to me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's right there. You see it? This is our jar of fun things. Okay, <laughs> plate of fun things. Now, this is a thumb pick. So a thumb pick is going to give you all the things that we talk about, like picking, you know, with, with your thumb. The, the angle is going to change a little bit, but I'll show you how to use this. Okay, so the thumb pick goes over your thumb like this. So here it is, my thumb. I'll show it to you from that angle also. It just fits right there. Okay, so it, it stays on your thumb. And you see a lot of professionals use this. So make sure that this part that sticks out it's uh, it's actually sticking out like this because when you get into position, once again, taking your your fingers, placing it on the curves and the hip of your ukulele, it's going to be perfect for when you uh, when you hit the strings over the sound hole, which is a sweet spot of your ukulele. 
in the best tone that way. And notice that you know when I use my nail, the uh, the attack was more this way. I would have to jut my wrist out. I'll show it to you from this angle. I would have to jut out my wrist in order to get this kind of almost 45 degree, 90 degree angle with the with 45 to 90 degree angles with the um with, with the strings. I'm talking about my thumb. So my thumb's either nine, uh, you know. Uh, 90 degrees or 45 degrees, that's fine. So 90 degrees is here, 45 is right here. So that'll be the best. You don't want it to be parallel like this because you're not gonna get, you're gonna get a thin attack on the strings. I see a lot of people doing that. A lot of people are going like this. They're using their thumb, but okay, getting it from the side. You're not gonna get good tone that way. The only way you'll get good tone, 45 to 90 degrees. 90 degrees seems a little bit much because you have to jut your uh, your wrist out in order to get that 90 degrees, but it'll give you really good tone, okay? Don't jut your, uh, your wrist out too much, get that 45 and you're golden. But with the thumb pick, when you place it in your hand, you can hit that with the side, like how, you know, how students would be doing it wrong. But in this case, with the thumb pick, you'd be doing it right because the thumb pick would then be at that desired 90 degree angle that we're looking for, yeah? So, you can do down strokes, you can do down up strokes. If you're looking for like, you know, like a faster, like one and two and three and four and, or one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a, so like the, um, Eighth notes, sixteenth notes, you're all good. And you can just kind of experiment what angles to hit, you know, hit it with. Uh, we did a podcast with Brittany Paiva not too long ago that she had some great advice on how to, you know, how she uses a thumb pick and makes the tone sound really good because it is still like a plastic pick hitting your plastic strings. So sometimes if you do it too much without thinking about tone and attack, it's gonna come off a little too bright. Okay, so experiment with getting a good tone using your thumb pick, but that's the best solution. Okay, can you, uh, can you demonstrate like a tremolo with the thumb pick? Okay, yeah. So the next thing to do is would be would be a tremolo. So I talked about doing an eighth note, one and two and three and four, and then one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. That's just kind of moving your you know moving your thumb up and down. It's not about being double jointed because usually like you know when you're using your thumbnail, doing that double jointed is kind of how you're gonna be doing that, right? And I I only say double jointed because that's that's a term that people know of, but that's not really like what it what it is, like double joint or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. People like if you do that motion, yeah. then people go like, Oh, I can't do that yes. because I'm not double jointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that's just a term that, that people will be familiar with. But really, if you're using your, you know, your uh your thumb pick, you can kind of just use the whole thumb and just move up and down like this. Okay, you can get a tr small, slow tremolo doing that. But what I suggest is actually taking this pointer finger. And, uh, and kind of doing, uh, putting it on the thumb, kind of like lining up the nail as an extension via the thumb pick. The thumb pick becomes an extension of that pointer finger nail. You're gonna place it there, and you're gonna kind of use your thumb and pointer finger to hold that, you know, that pick and play it like, a, like how you would with a guitar pick, you know, with a flat guitar pick. You're gonna get faster results. So here, what I'm doing is I'm using these fingers to kind of just rest, 
here on my soundboard. Get a little close to your, you know, your, uh, your string that you're going to be tremoloing with. It's small movements because the string is this skinny. It's not that, you know, it's not that high. So I see people doing this. You don't need to do that. You know, we're not strumming our ukulele. We're really just trying to pulse on that one string. Just think about the angle that that you're uh, that you're hitting the string with, and of course, like I mentioned, experiment um, to find out which angle works for you and which angle will will produce the best sound for what you're doing. Because just like last week, we talked about um, uh, some you know some tones, some attacks work with some songs, some attack and some tones work with other songs. So figure out the uh, the best way to to attack your strings accordingly. Okay, now. <clears throat> Without, with, with that, the downsides though is uh, if you're doing, um, say you're, uh, you're doing a lot of strumming. I wouldn't necessarily do a lot of like fancy schmancy strumming with this because although you can strum, you know, like using your pointer finger stuff, but I learned how to do the chunk with, uh, with my thumb. So I use this side of my thumb to chunk, right? So because I'm using the side of my thumb to chunk, if that pick is there, I don't want that pick to be scratching on my ukulele. You know, to, to do that. And that's going to like hit the hit the uke, hit the fretboard, and it's gonna to be too much noise. Okay? So that's the downside. There are downsides to using thumb picks. So just make sure you uh, you know, just you're staying away from those kind of percussive techniques and you should be fine. You can just kinda of like strum your ukulele. So how am I doing the chunk, you know, with a Without it hitting the um, without it hitting the thumb pick, this is how I'm doing it. So I'm doing the chunk with this side. So it's a little bit tougher. I'm actually um, modifying my chunking technique to hit here rather than here. Usually I'd hit here, I'm hitting here, and I'll do it slow. So even says so that. So you'll see that kind of hitting, but then uh, do it here. But it's really a lot of control because this will still hit your ukulele every day. It's just you, you can't you can't avoid it. So not the best sounding to, technique to, uh, to to do, but it's possible. All right, uh, rolls are still fine and stuff, but really it's just that like doing chunking is going to be a little bit tricky with the um you know with with uh, with the thumb pick. Okay. Um, other ways to tremolo on your uh, on your ukulele, not using the thumb pick. But like I said, thumb pick winner. This is, this is it's gonna have the the best Kauai seal on it. You know, like how these businesses <laughs> best Kauai twenty twenty two. So it's gonna have that. Uh, the thumb pick is the best solution. Now you can uh, you can pick with a normal pick. That I mean, if you have to, you know, like you can you can do that. It has the same properties as a, as a thumb pick, but it doesn't stay on your thumb, and it's a lot tougher to uh, to strum because with the thumb pick, as you notice, I'm strumming with my pointer finger. Yeah, with that uh, with that 
flat pick, you're gonna have to hold it with the thumb and the pointer finger because it doesn't stay on your thumb. So strumming with a pick on your ukulele is kind of jarring as far as the tone goes because it's plastic on plastic and it's just gonna be bright and very noisy. I wouldn't really recommend it. Some people, you know, like some people like it, but that's, you know, that's that's their jam. If that's like what, what works for their sound or what works for their song, by all means, go do it. But um, that's you know that that's one. But you're you're gonna get your uh, you're gonna get your picking done. You're gonna get your tremolos down. It's it should should work out just like the thumb pick, except it's you know you have to hold it with the the thumb and the pointer finger. Um, other ways to do that is to rely on your other fingers. So if you can grow your uh, your pointer finger nail, you can do it with your pointer finger. You would hold it just like how you hold a pick. If you had a flat pick in your hand, you just hold it the same exact way. Or if you've never held a pick, imagine handing somebody a business card, you know? So that's like kind of how you hold it. That pointer finger there, make sure that that's hitting it at that 45 degree angle that we talked about. And just using the nail on your, uh, on your pointer finger, Rest your fingers here, close to the uh, you know, close to the string, and use your thumb to guide. I don't have a nail, so it's not gonna sound that great, but it's possible if you want to do. That's like um, what we refer to here in Hawaii, like the the Troy Fernandez, you know, like um, uh, Peter Moon, like though that kind of you know that kind of style because um, they they use their other uh, their pointer fingers there, okay. That's like old school Kyle Creator Boys. <laughs> so if, if you know, if if, uh, if you're familiar with that music, that's how it was produced. That's how it was played with that kind of style. Pointer finger uh, with with the long nail. Um, I believe some you know some people who like that technique will maybe get like like a fake nail on because the pointer finger is so brittle. There was it's known to like break so often. Um, that's one way to do it. Gels, you know, like if you can go to a, like a salon. And uh, I've I've had a I've had a few friends, not, not even just one friend, and myself included, go to like you know go to a nail place and say, can I get a gel nail? Like a gel nail, just, one. just on this one finger, you know, and they're they're usually happy to do it. Uh, last time I did it, it was a long time ago, but I remember it cost like five bucks. It wasn't like expensive, uh -huh. you know. I remember taking. I, I hope I'm not calling him out. Uh, um, Kalei Gamiel was doing a show here on Kauai. Mm -hmm. And I brought him to that nail place by by Fun Factory here in Kapaa. Yeah, there's a nail place there, yeah. and he went in there, and it's like, oh, it'll be like three dollars or whatever. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, right now, just the one nail. That's yeah, fine. you know, it's yeah. not like it's not like he you got like a like a fancy schmancy with the you know the decoration that's just the, <laughs> the fake press on nail and then the um the gel, uh, the gel on top of yeah. it. So it was like three bucks or whatever. I don't know how much it is now. I I thought. And I gotta, I gotta give you know some some people that credit the the people who I was gonna say gotta give you ladies, but it's guys do it too. You know what I mean? Like, um, including myself. <laughs> uh, you know, when when you guys go to get your nails done, is like, that's like that's pricey. I didn't realize how pricey yeah. that was. I thought that was like, oh, it's like ten, twenty bucks or whatever getting your getting your nails. But I don't know what do I know? You know what I mean? Like, um, but it's it's pricey, and um, yeah, I. I wow, like I don't know how some people can can do that. Like weekly, some uh, some people do it, you know, or, or every other week even. It's it's yeah. pricey. 
But yeah, that's, you know, that's one thing that you can do. Um, you can do the same thing with your other fingers. So if your pointer finger doesn't grow, you can use your middle finger like I've been using because I cut my thumbnail too short. So lately I've been using my middle finger to pick. I don't know if uh, you probably noticed it in uh, a little Friday Night Jam last week or the week before I've been using my middle finger. So thumb, same thing. Uh, well, imagine handing a business card using your, your thumb and your middle finger like, like that. And uh, same angle. That, that middle finger is gonna be at that 45, 90 degree angle. And then just kind of, I use my pinky finger. You can use a pinky or ring finger to kind of, and it works because I've, me using my, my middle finger. I've been using that lately, so that's why it sounds pretty good because uh, I've, I've gotten used to it in this past couple weeks. You can use the same thing with your uh, with your ring finger. Uh, this one's a little bit, uh, excuse me, a little bit um, trickier to, uh, to, to do because, um, you know, you only really have your pinky finger to anchor. So if I'm using my ring finger, I'm not anchoring at all and it's kind of just like a free... So you lose a little bit of control, but you you know it's still possible. So uh, I'm sure that's what people want to want to hear. <laughs> you know, that, like, <laughs> like how do I do the tremolo to body serving? Uh, My, my two fingers are up here like awkwardly. <laughs> but what I'm doing here is I'm kind of resting my wrists on the um, on the uh, bridge of the ukulele and I'm just kind of using my, my, uh, my, my wrist to move this way to get that. Same thing with the pinky finger. with the pinky okay so those are ways to do that um other unconventional ways to do uh to do tremolo is to you know to do the running man we we have a um a tutorial by the great imu agarza who i referenced last uh, last week um to do the running man the running man is this so imagine if your your two your pointer and your middle finger is are like legs and you're just kind of running your pointer and middle finger are running so place your thumb on above the string that you want to do a tremolo. So for example, you want to do a tremolo on A, okay? So place your thumb on E, and then you can kind of use your thumb to, uh, to mute the rest of those strings, and then have these two fingers kind of make a running motion. If you do this enough, you'll get, you know, like it'll take some time to get used to, but if you do it enough, it becomes really kind of a, rel a very reliable technique. Because um, I was I was watching some clips of Imua. I, I watched like their OPE picker set at um, at Hot Hawaiian Nights, and yeah, yeah. yeah, he relies on this kind of a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I don't use so I don't know how to control it, but that's it's possible. So that's that's how you do that. Same thing with the if you want to tremolo the uh, the E string, you can just kind of do that. But what I like to do if I'm doing that is I like to use my pinky finger to mute the A string and then kind of just use these three fingers to do the pain. Or use my pointer finger and just kind of, you know, like uh, mute the A string that way. So whichever works. Same thing with the C. Because if you don't mute the other strings, then yeah, it'll sound like this. It'll, it'll be kind of easy to, to run into, you know? Um, 
And let's see what what are what are some others. Um, that's that's really that's really it. I mean, there's ways to do the Running Man that you know, like just one-legged Running Man. You can do that. Just kind of have the pointed finger do that, or just just have the middle finger do that. That's fine too. What's on my middle? It's because I've been using it so much. I actually got this. Yeah, that down. It's like super strong. So it's just a matter of like getting used to it. I got used to it these past couple of weeks, but I mean, give me a month of not using it, it'll go back. <laughs> it'll be kind of useless. So um, those are ways to tremolo on your ukulele. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question without using your thumb. without using your without using your thumb. Oh, or pick not just tremolo. How do, those are ways to pick on your on your ukulele without using your thumb your thumbnail. Okay. Um, or you know, like there's guys like uh, like Abe Lagrimus mm -hmm. who uh, who pick without the nail, and you mm -hmm. can just pick you know a nice like, kind of warm style. So the way that Abe uh, Abe does it is uh, he'll just do kind of like a finger picking, but only on one only in one string. So for example, if he's doing like a you know like a jazz line, uh, or if he's doing a jazz, Mary had a little lamb. Instead of using his thumb, he's gonna be using his thumb pointer and middle finger, and it's like. Um, just all flesh, <laughs> which sounds really good because flesh gives you a nice warm tone anyway. Yeah. So, but and in that case, you're actually getting a lot of really fast tone, and that's how Abe will get those really fast runs. <laughs> Because it's like three fingers to one string is, is gonna be a lot, you know? So it, it's pretty diverse. Um, so if you were to do a tremolo with that, it would be this, that. Like thumb, pointer, middle. Or thumb, middle, pointer, whatever, whatever you like to do. I like to just, you know, do thumb, pointer, middle. So you can do it that way, okay? Uh, Trying to think other other techniques that I've seen done in the past. Uh, yeah, those are the ones that come up to to my mind right now. So those are mm -hmm. ways to pick on your ukulele without using the thumb and the thumbnail. So although we teach it here at Ukulele Underground, uh, like how you know traditional ukulele schools here in Hawaii teach it with the thumb, there are other ways to pick on your ukulele. Yep. Questions? Uh, I think so. Related to this, uh, yeah. Joseph said. Uh, do you use the two or three finger tremolo? Yeah, the, that's the, basically what you were saying. Oh, yeah, like the, running yeah, man, yeah. running man, and running like man. Mm. Um, if I were to, you know, if I were to to use that kind of tremolo, I would. It just depends. I mean, like, I think if we were to do, um, if we were to do like body surfing. It, if my nail was long, say on the middle finger, I'd just use the middle finger nail, just the one nail, like how I was doing it. Yeah. With, you know, like like this or the. That to me is cleaner, you know, because yeah. like, I'm just used to like holding picks. I play guitar too, so I, I just get used to doing that. I, I play electric guitar for you know for a band, so holding a pick, it, it's kind of the same thing, you know, when, when you use the nails on the other fingers, kind of like holding a pick with that finger. So for me doing that, um, but I am not a stranger to like to using you know the other tremolos. For example, if I'm playing, uh, I, I wrote a song called "You Gonna Stick" that has like um, uh, double stop tremolos. You mm -hmm. know, like so there's uh, there's a part that goes uh. So 
So same thing, I'm um, doing the running man, but with the one finger. Sometimes I'll use two fingers if, if I have to. My thumb on the, on the C string, so I don't hear that. Uh, Double stops meaning there's like two strings and, and I'm playing a harmony with the, with the two strings. <laughs> and I've, I've been known to do that for like something like you kind of stick. Chop suey. Yeah. Chop suey, <laughs> yeah. That was like kachi kachi. Uh, how does it go? Hey. I used to play that song. Uh, da, 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 da. I forgot how to do it. <laughs> I forgot how to do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. <laughs> Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Yeah. There you go, create another fable. Go high! <laughs> Shout out to Ito Ed. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna. Do you want to also demonstrate how you normally do just a thumb tremolo? Yep. So how to do a thumb tremolo. Use your thumb. Same thing. We want to get that 45, 90 degree angle that, that, you know, that I talked about. Okay. So in my case, I like getting a 45 degree angle on this tremolo. My middle finger goes down right here. Okay. Close to the, uh, close to the sound hole like that. My thumb will do that 45 degree angle, kind of close to my, uh, close to my middle finger, but actually behind, you know, well, my middle finger is behind there. So, or no, sorry, now my thumb is behind. I'm, I'm holding this wrong. So my thumb is behind like this, kind of 45, 90 degree angle, whatever, whatever you want to do, okay? So middle finger there, and my thumb is actually resting on my ring finger. So I always call this like the peace sign. So I do the peace sign because the thumb rests on that, and then the middle finger goes down in place, giving me this 90 degree, 45 angle. Because uh, 45 was, you know, if, if, I, if I relax, that's, that's that 45 degree. If I, if I don't relax, it looks like this. If it's gonna be short, um, if it's gonna be a short tremolo, then I just go for the 90. But if it's gonna be a long one, then, uh, then I don't like my wrist to be propped up so much. Here it is from this angle. Maybe I'll cross my legs so you can see it. How I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's mm. it's all like a trade-off, right? You, mm -hmm. Like how clean you want, um, you know, how separated you want the notes to be, and how yeah. clean you want the tremolo to be. Yeah. Um, versus comfort, like every yeah. every person has yeah. their comfort zone, like what is easier for them to do. Yeah. So like you know depending on what what you want to accomplish and what your abilities are, mm -hmm. you just make the trade-off. And just know this, tremolos and a lot of specialty techniques are exactly that. It's just a specialty technique. It's not gonna be a technique that you're gonna use all the time because mm -hmm. I think I use tremolo for just like a handful of songs that I have in my set. And those handful of songs will have a tremolo, I don't know, max like, 
in, uh, like a solo yeah. you know like and part the of the solos, solo yeah, yeah. it's maybe like eight bars and stuff or it's a part of that solo uh eight 16 bars whatever it may be so it's not that like essential so if you feel like oh, i can't get any better if i you know or i can't become a good ukulele player if i don't know how to tremolo false okay you can still be a great ukulele player without knowing how to tremolo it's just one of those specialty techniques that that uh, it's just a good tool, you know, your mm-hmm. tool belt. Really, that that's all it is. It's it's a utility that that you can just bust out whenever. But there are ways to do the tremolo without having to kind of learn that, like, you know, that that really perfect tremolo. Because not not everybody does it, not, you know, does it the same way. I do it different from I mentioned my friend Calais. I do it different from Jake. I do it different from you know Herb from Yamua, who does the the Running Man. There's a there's all different ways to do it. So don't feel discouraged because there's a lot of students that come up and and they really want to get that thumb tremolo and, and it's just like well well have you tried it like another way you know like because other ways might might be better for you maybe using your pointer finger I know uh, Kalei does does the pointer finger like holding the 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 of the pointer finger as uses his thumb I can kind of do that so it's the same thing you know. But instead of the middle finger, I like to use my middle finger just because so it's more out of the way. Like really that, that's all it is. And I like to rest my, my thumb on my uh, my ring. So this one, you're resting on it on your middle while you use your pointer finger to... I guess on camera, it looks cleaner, you know? Because for me, it looks like this. Yeah. My pointer finger is like sticking out or whatever. But for him, like, like that. It works. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. I've... I consider myself a jack of all trade and like an ace of none. So um, that's actually why I became a teacher <laughs> because I feel that like <laughs> being a jack of, of all trades, I kind of can play like the uh, the other styles that everybody else does, but I'm not that person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't play like Calais, but I can kind of break down what he's doing. Not as good as he does, but I can, you know, I can mm-hmm. do it. Right. So jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Master of none, Kahai. Master of all dream music. Maybe that. That's why that's my email. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the the more that you master something, yeah. you, the more you realize you're not a yeah. master no, of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you realize like, oh, there's like a million other ways to do this though, right? Yeah. So. Where were you when I was in high school, Aaron? You should have told me that. I needed an Aaron Aquaman in my life to tell my high school self that like, oh, dream, the more you know, the more you don't know. You yeah. Know? The more you think you're like a master. Because yeah. You know, young Adrian Guerrero, maybe junior, senior in high school, thought he was like an ukulele master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I'm like 30, and I'm almost 40, and it's like, I am not an ukulele master. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I, think, am, huh? I think John Mayer mentioned that, yeah. where it's like, yeah, his high school self was like, I'm going to be the best at all guitar everything. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and so he set out to do that. Yeah. And then the more more that you know, the more, <laughs> more people that you know as well. Well, right who are, yeah. are yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. at different aspects of it so the more people i met the more i'm like oh yeah i don't know how to do that i don't know how to do that thing but that also like you know because i've been humbled so much so much times it's like hey can you teach that to me like i'm uh-huh. no longer like in that mindset of like of like i'm the best so yeah. like i'm too prideful to ask for help you know? yeah, yeah oh no I'm, I'm way past that it's just like <laughs> can you teach me how to do that because that's awesome like 
just even recently, you yeah. know, like we were in Michigan and we we're talking. To, I was talking to Daniel Ward, mm-hmm. and Daniel Ward is like he he studied flamenco, like, like you know, the like real flamenco. Yeah, yeah. And and I do like like full flamenco. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, can you teach me how to how to do like a real flamenco strum? Because I think. You know, if I learn how to do that, I'll be that much better as an as an ukulele player, as a as a musician. You know, mm-hmm. so not don't be afraid to like to ask for help because you know I I still do yeah, just yeah. as recent as a few months ago. Like I was I was asking for help, and and Daniel you know was was more than happy to kind of share his uh, his techniques with me, and I'm still working on it, Daniel. I know we we kind of work together to uh to maybe meet up every now and then so that you can teach me but i've just been so busy i'm sorry yeah that's a good yeah. uh segue into this uh yes. andre said i love flamenco guitarists are mm. there flamenco ukuleist i don't know <laughs> or techniques yeah um yeah there's definitely flamenco ukulele i am uh <laughs> i am not a flamenco ukulele player and you know i've been humbled by people like uh like daniel ward and and other people who have studied actual flamenco techniques because like um that sit down with with daniel he's kind of just explaining to me like just clapping like that flamenco <laughs> beat i'm just like yeah i, the, I the felt yeah i felt so very... like i don't i don't know like i i, I felt like such a noob i, I don't want to <laughs> say it. i felt like yeah. such a noob i'm like I, I, well, where are we clapping here, Daniel? You know, like yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Um, I you know I I love I love and I've listened to flamenco before, uh, and you know I love people like Paco de Lucia, you know, like Sabicas and all these legends and stuff. But uh, the way that I play my ukulele to kind of emulate what they're doing is just based on what I hear. Mm-hmm. But there's an actual technique and there's actual like you know um, method to to this the craziness that is flamenco. So if you're looking for a good flamenco music, I can't recommend Daniel Ward enough. Like mm-hmm. he's also a teacher, so um, check him out and check out his uh, his his lessons on flamenco ukulele. As far as like full flamenco, we do have them here at Ukulele Underground, which <laughs> you can kind of create those rhythms. So if you already know the rhythms for flamenco, I can teach you some techniques that you can add those rhythms to. And then you'll actually play flamenco ukulele, you know, <laughs> because it's it's all about the rhythm. And for me, because I I didn't really grow up, you know, with with that. Like I mean, I can I can play kundimans and and haranas all day because that's what I like, grew up with, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, flamenco is one of those techniques. Check out Daniel Ward. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, Sean's the bomb said, "Do your fingers hurt after a day of playing?" Yes, I mean I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it you know, it's uh, it, it does, and not just not like it hurt in a way that like it's stinging or or anything like that. More just fatigue, you know. Like if you do anything for for a long time, no matter how good or comfortable you are at doing it, if you do it for a long time, it, it will get tiring. So, um, if we're talking all day, uh, it'll be kind of like. I, I go to a festival, you know, and we we do a you know we do a show. Uh, I do like um, I do workshops, and then like if I jam with people in between those things, then I would be playing for I don't know six, seven, eight, ten hours sometimes. You know, sometimes it's all day from like from the beginning of the festival. It could be like eight, nine o'clock to like you know mm-hmm. two in the morning, three the in the morning because people want to jam. Yeah, you know, like in the so hotel I, lobby. <laughs> I do hit fatigue and it does hurt, but it's not that kind of stinging hurt. It's more like a fatigue kind of that kind of hurt and stuff. It's more like my the especially on my left hand where like it's just it's just fatigue, just holding chords like all day. 
you know but yeah but that's why i started like um juggling cards because i wanted like i wanted to get stronger i wanted to have more um dexterity, uh, dexterity in, in my hands and i feel like juggling cards doing cardistry really helped out a lot but still you know like anybody would get fatigued after like you know six eight twelve hours of, of playing ukulele yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. uh what about um like calluses on your fingers um yeah i mean there's definitely calluses on my finger i don't know if you can see that and they're kind of gross anyway maybe don't (laughs) maybe don't zoom (laughs) on it's gross uh yeah like if you're a beginner player and you don't have the callus yet it'll definitely hurt but as you you know as you play as you develop more and more calluses in your left hand um then then yeah you'll feel more and more comfortable with it because they'll harden up and you can hold cores for a lot longer and stuff common misconception when people because because uh, they see me doing this whatever you know the fast drums when people i don't know like even even though i don't give them permission to like they, yeah, they grab my hand to like to look at my hand don't do that just i just gotta say don't do that a lot of people do it i don't welcome people to to just grab and touch my hands and stuff or or you, ask first. Yeah, or ask me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or ask ask first. Then, then and most likely I'll, I'll show you my hand and stuff. But don't just grab it. That's rude. Okay. <laughs> I, you have no idea. Like once for every festival at least. Yeah. There's like somebody will grab my hand. Like let me see that. You know. Like, <laughs> okay, I guess. You know. And I don't. What do I say? Because if I'm like, don't. They're like, do you know that old dream guy? I want to see his hat. And you know what he did? He's like, he said no. The nerve. <laughs> so don't do, don't do. And yeah, ask first. I'll show you. I'll show you my hand in, at a good distance. You don't have to grab my hat and stuff. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm from the Philippines. I'm very conservative. <laughs> just, anyway, um, that conception, uh, misconception of like. Uh, grabbing my right hand and looking at it because the right hand doesn't get calluses. Maybe mm-hmm. the pointer finger as I do that, but not really. Um, so my my right hand um, fingers because it also because I have nails on them. It's mostly mm-hmm. the nail that is hitting. Not much callus, if at all. Like there's no callus on my right hand. It's mm-hmm. all on the left hand doing this. That's where the calluses are. I think the misconception too is that the calluses on your left hand are mm-hmm. like big enough where you just mm-hmm. like don't feel anything when you yeah. hold on your uke. Mm-hmm. But really, it's like you, it's more that you learn the proper ways to hold things so mm-hmm. you, your fingers don't hurt. Yeah. And more so than like the calluses will stop your fingers from hurting. Yeah. Or yeah. Be- because it's my right hand, like when I shake people's hand and people are like, oh, like I, w- I expected like, a, you know, like more callous. Like, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, my hand, you know, like, <laughs> I guess I don't dainty. work hard. Yeah. Dainty hands. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's this, it's this left hand. If I shook your hand in my left hand, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's the calloused hands. And so it's, it's here, like, <laughs> you know, holding cords and whatever. And yeah, it's the, the right hand is. Very dainty, <laughs> very dainty right hands. Big, big and dainty, like huge hands. I'm just talking, who was I talking to about like how how big my my hands are for somebody who's like five three? Yes, I'm five foot three. I'm very short. Um, but shout out to all my short kings out there. But <laughs> you know, like I have massive hands for somebody who's like who's five three. Um, I can go from say fret one to like maybe eleven like or 12 maybe i can do 12 yeah there you go 12 like as far as my 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 hand span goes you know comfortably go um, can hit the 12 uh, 11 11 fret <laughs> so that's that's like my reach as far mm-hmm. as my my hand goes um yeah huge huge hands so like my, my hand this uh, this is a tenor ukulele and uh Kanilea's tenor is it's kind of bigger on on the on the bottom it's got a, it's got a big booty so as you can kind of see my hand 
is that big <laughs> that big as big as a the palm bottom. basketball yeah i can palm a basket i can it is it weirds people out like like a five three dude like palming a basketball. Palm a basketball that's i mean jumping to dunk it in impossible I'm not, I'm not that tall that's all but grabbing it and stuff totally possible although there if you look on youtube there are five three guys who can dunk oh yeah oh, I, i'm sure <laughs> yeah but that takes like lots of crossfit uh, <laughs> and lots of box jumps and stuff yep not not that guy not, 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 i'm not that dude i think you ever seen an anime it's always like the shortest person who can jump the highest right? oh, wow but uh i think yeah. that's also a thing where it's like people you know they assume like mm -hmm. oh if you have a big can yeah that means that you can't play like smaller ukuleles either. No, no, or no. if you have small hands, that means I can't play like a tenor or larger ukuleles either. Yeah, I run into that like with some of the like private lessons that I've done and stuff. People are saying like, I need a big ukulele because they have big hands. And then like I have like my daughter's little like ayuke. Yeah. And I'm like, look at this tiny thing. Look at my hands. And then they're like, no, but you're like how short? I'm like, no, no, trust me. I have huge hands. <laughs> and and I can I can play I can play uh, Aaron's that, ukulele. The like, yeah, the tiny yeah. little mini uke from uh from what's his name? Andy's ukes. Andy, Andy's ukes. Yeah. So. I, I can play that comfortably so it's like and this is the same thing on the you know on the opposite end of the spectrum like a lot of people with small hands like claim that they can't play the ukulele because their hands are too small but then you, you look at guys like oh you could you know uh, people like like Hamsini who's like you know who's playing Europa on her ukulele uh, and then she's got tiny hands she's you know, 10 years old something like 10, 10 yeah. years old with tiny hands mm -hmm. so uh, you know it's it's possible like that's yeah, it it shouldn't be. There's there's no. Right? Yeah, that's actually the reason that that's what spurred the question about tremolo mm. because I noticed that she was using a weird tremolo technique mm. for that. Mm. Do you know what she was doing? I forget, but I forget. Sorry, we have a lot of students. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can find out. Yeah, and come I'm, back, I'm know, thinking that it was like a go. double, like a two finger Running Man style. Oh yeah, tremolo. yeah, it's kind of like this. That's what she was like. Oh okay, that's so like three, yeah, three, three finger, three, three fingers, yeah. three fingers. Yeah, that, that's what it was. That's what it was. So, yeah. So it's when you do. Yeah, when, when she's doing that part. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, three finger tremolo. One of our other students, even mm -hmm. like he's, I forget what song he's learning though, right? But then like he showed us, and we we're like, oh, you're getting the notes really clean. Yeah. And that's kind of like a thing too, is that people learn the tremolo without like learning how to play the notes cleanly first. Mm -hmm. And then when you hear them put it together, it's like you can play the tremolo, but your notes are like, even if you can yeah. play the tremolo really fast, your notes are not coming out the cleanest. Yeah. So like that's also like something you gotta weigh too like what is you know important to the song is it yeah. really playing it that fast or is it like that you can hear the notes yeah play? um kind of like um going back to body surfing and body surfing uh, when you're doing that trauma part it's it's a, a lot of it is is pull-offs see here it is without the tremolo yeah So you add the treble to it, but you still need like the, those pull-offs. Then it sounds like really cool, but you still need that kind of clean ba da da ba da da. Like um, 
as uh, as my friend Kanijo explained it, uh, Figaro. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. That's that's the Figaro, 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 or triplet, triplet, triplet. So making sure. I've been uh, getting some advice from Kanijo because he he went to an ukulele school here on Kauai Mm -hmm. from Mr. Kawi Lo. I don't know if you remember Kawi Lo. He passed away like a long time ago. And so Uh uh, he used to do ukulele uh, lessons at like um, at Koloa Neighborhood Center. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did he like, because... Kaniho, my friend Stacy Suyoka, my friend King Bot, who's, you know, who went to like a jazz school and stuff. All of them learned from Kawi Lo. And it's like, how is it that he has like such a high percentage of like of people playing stuff like Guava Jam yeah. and, and like and all these like complicated songs, you know, like Crazy G and whatever. Yeah, like, how and he's they... like kids. Yeah. So. so, and I mean, we do it here at Ukulele Underground, but it's like, we can do close-ups, we can do like all these um, like uh, side videos where like, you know, and it's like a video that you can watch over and over. But <laughs> it's like but every he was, Monday he was from like, yeah, from six to person. seven yeah. in person. Like how do you learn something like Guava Jam? Because my friend Stacy, you know, she knows how to play Guava Jam. Mm-hmm. And and uh, from what Kadi was like, oh, he had, you know, a way of teaching kind like Figaro so when he's doing a it's that Figaro 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 yeah yeah you know so I'm like ah gotta keep that in mind as a new girl teacher you know <laughs> so yeah fun stuff Kawi Lo rest, rest in peace really 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 awesome dude um, I I've had many uh, awesome opportunities to play and just kind of talk story with him when I was in high school so when I thought I was the man <laughs> let, let us Two masters of ukulele <laughs> yeah. sit, sit down sit and have a and caucus. Just have a, have a, yeah, have a caucus, have a conversation about how do we teach these children how to play ukulele? Because I knew how to play guava jam at that, at that uh-huh. time. And you're teaching these children how to play guava, guava jam. Children like Stacy and Kanivo. <laughs> People my age. But... <laughs> and I thought I was the man, but now yeah. I'm like, oh, nearing 40, I'm like, I know not much. <laughs> I only scratch the surface of this instrument. Yeah, so. yeah. and that's the cool thing yeah, too. Got humbled you know. very, very quick after high uh, after high school, moving all over to Oahu and mm-hmm. like and seeing like all the sharks out there. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, these are shark infested waters. Yeah, and I need to learn how to swim quick. <laughs> and and also being yeah. able to pick Jake's brain. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, big, 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 big help because. That's kind of what was what was super humbling because even Jake was like, well, there's a guy named this or there's, you know, there's, he would talk about people. He yeah. talk about people like, By, like uh, uh, Byron Yusui. He'd talk yeah. people, you know, about, um, uh, who's the one we, we, we traveled with? Uncle um, Benny. Benny, you know, he's like talking ben, about these people. Like, how yeah. How is my idol, you know, like the guy who I consider the best in the world, have people above yeah, like, yeah, that concept like, blew my mind you know he's like um yeah if you think i'm good like yeah. this guy is really good yeah. at that yeah. so i'm doing the same thing now because there's people that i've met that i'm like holy cow how good are you <laughs> uh-huh. you're, you're ridiculous and some of them overlap with what with what jake told me you know guys like benny chong guys mm-hmm. like byron yusui yeah it, it's like I, I don't know how you're that good because it should be illegal and of course now like guys like Imo Garza and people like James Hill it's like 
Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> how do I, how in high school did I consider myself to be like the best ukulele player? <laughs> because you were the best on Kawhi. Like, <laughs> not, even that, not even that. Not even that, you know? Because like <laughs> there were people like Ben On was like older than me and he, you know, uh -huh. he could play really well, but like he graduated at that point. So yeah, there's yeah. people on Kawhi that I didn't even, you know, I didn't uh -huh. even meet yet. But yeah. because of my tiny little circle, I was the best ukulele player in my circle. I just thought that like the circle was the whole world. Yeah. You know? yep. <laughs> but yeah. There's there's some kid in like on, on Oahu like half my age you know, that's that's just doing laps around me. You know? <laughs> yeah, me and Aaron were just talking yeah. about how like in any hobby, right? You mm -hmm. start off and it's like, oh, I like this because it's really simple and it's like really appealing. Yeah. And then you get more into it, and then it's like, I have a refined taste. I only like this thing. Right? <laughs> it's like with coffee, for example. It's yeah. Like, Oh, I only like the best imported coffee with the <laughs> finest taste. And then you go back down the curve and it's like, I like any junk coffee. You can just <laughs> give me coffee from McDonald's. I like it. I don't yeah, care. Because it's simple. Yeah. So it's like the same thing too, right? I think it's like right. with that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, I'm really good. And then you go, I'm not good. Or, or you go. I'm not good. And then you go, I'm really good. And then you go back down to like, I'm not that good. I'm not, yeah. Have you tried that monkey poop coffee? No. Isn't that like considered like the best coffee in the world or something? <laughs> like, or one of the best in the world, like monkey poop? If you can get it actually there, but now they like mass produce it. And then they said most, when you buy it, it's mm. like not really. Actually so you got to get it fresh from the monkey's butt. Like, <laughs> yeah. They said it's like a very, you know, it was Acquired. like back then it mm. was like, and it's a very specific process, but yeah. now it's just like mass produce and any company uh, yeah. just puts uh, it out. And it has to meet food standards. <laughs> you can't just grab the poop. <laughs> I put my poop, put the monkey poop in a tea strainer and just... <laughs> I think, people are like, what are they talking about? But that's yeah, it's that's kind coffee. Of, yeah, it's kind of the thing, the story where it's yeah. like, actually, I think they said that the people who collected the coffee beans, like mm. they couldn't drink the actual coffee beans off the tree. They weren't mm. allowed. So that's why they started drinking the, it's like, I think it's yeah. actually like a cat. Or yeah. It's a cat? Some, yeah. Oh, okay. And they started drinking that. And then when other people are like, oh, this is actually good. Then they're like, <laughs> okay, I guess we'll sell this, you know. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, you had to convince someone to, to do that. Like, oh, this is great. Don't ask me where it's from, though. But just, it's it's good. Don't trust, <laughs> just, just trust me. Oh, man. How do you convince someone to drink that coffee? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So in, in high school, I thought of the man. Was not the man. Was one of uh, <laughs> wasn't the, even a man. Yet. Yeah, wasn't even a man. <laughs> was very mid, as the kids call it nowadays. You know? I'm still kind of mid, but like I've somehow made my way <laughs> through this uh, through this career, just like just by just by teaching mid yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Because yeah. we don't unbridled yeah. optimism. <laughs> That's what got you through. <laughs> it is. I'm just I'm just happy to be here, everybody. <laughs> like that's that's uh, that's my that's my secret. Just I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Kind of like what you said, right, with Jake and like you mm -hmm. talking to Jake and Jake saying like, oh, have you heard this person? They're way better than me. Yeah, I'm sure people are gonna be surprised and be like. There's people that Aldrin is saying is better than him and stuff. <laughs> there's but tons. Isn't that also kind of exciting to know yeah. that there's people that are better than yes, you? So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Of course, of course. Like, I mean, I I had a student, you know, who uh, who's who's talking to me on Tuesday. So, because we did the podcast on Monday, I had private lessons on Tuesday. They're like. 
thank you for uh, for bringing up Imul Garza and Wild Horse Canyon or whatever. They listen to it. They're like, holy cow, blew my mind. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, there's a whole album of amazing ukulele instrumentals that like that uh, that Imul Garza did that I feel like doesn't get enough attention. Like that whole album. I, I turned on Sammy Turton to it because mm-hmm. I was asking him to do the uh, the yeah, Jinxie, Jinxie Finds the Catnip. Yep. And he's like, yo, like this whole album. I'm like, yeah, right? Holy cow. So, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sure, you know, like guys like Sammy, because like uh, his audience is probably like, man, Sammy's the best or whatever. And Sammy's probably like, no, like listen to this guy. You know, this guy is the man or whatever. So like all of us, I, I think with the internet now, like it, it's it's harder and harder to to just think that you're the man because... It, of like well what about this person you know and there's spotify yeah. right there just just you know uh speaking of flamenco um i found this awesome gem of a flamenco band covering body surfing what amazing yeah, really? <laughs> i was so but happy not, that i found that with, with a guitar with a, no with like a flamenco guitar no yeah. With, yeah with guitar and i'm just like yeah same key everything you know uh, g minor i forgot who it is but awesome is it i'm like sure on... if you look up body surfing it's, it's like the only flamenco like version uh, version of it, of it yeah. on spotify i, I yeah. saw it and um yeah good stuff i kind of want to change our the way that we play body surfing because <laughs> um i want to incorporate that like um because we talked about uh how herb ota senior ota san you know did body surfing and there's like there's more parts to it than what what we play yeah it's like a bum, dun, dun, bum, dun, dun. You know, like I want to incorporate that part into the way we play body serving and uh, just to kind of, you know, like really honor the person who made that song. Why are we cutting parts to it? Because I'm, I'm doing like Jake's Pure Heart version, which doesn't have that part. But let's 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 go to the Aldrin version now, <laughs> which is Herbalta's version. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, kind of want to play around with that song a little bit more. And I was listening to how others played it found that one on spotify so stoked nice. it's so good and because they did like they did their own like kind of flamenco solo to it i'm like oh, uh, so good so good <laughs> don't know how i thought i was the man when people like that exist <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you folks who are thinking like i know how to do this i'm the you know i am the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be very wrong because <laughs> i was i was very wrong <laughs> yep and it's it's when you figure that out it's not something to be sad about right no no yeah. no it's just it's great to find new music so i'm like i'm looking for you know for for a song that i've played for decades at this point you know <laughs> just to, it's super exciting to to hear that song play differently and, and and still being amazed and still like getting that the, the giddy yeah. you know yeah. like, i'm like oh man this is cool like i kind of can't wait to re-dig into that song and change the way that i play it because I don't know so it, it's it's uh, it's exciting but that that best there is best there was best there ever will be is a shout out to mike it's, it's a wrestling <laughs> reference uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean even in that sense yeah. as well right like your goal is not necessarily to be the best but also to like inspire yeah. the next generation yes. and so so yeah it's like if you're not being you're not inspiring anybody then you not you're not really the best yeah yeah and then if you if you do inspire people then they'll get better than you yes and so that's That's sort of that's the whole point point. yeah 
yeah they'll take what you you do they'll take what other yeah. people do combine it yes. and it'll be even better yeah so i'm not the kind of teacher like hey you, you can't get better than me like that's not <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can't no, do stop that. right there stop right there stop right there no no no, no. and there's <laughs> there's many times people have like kind of surpassed me like in in their own way like um matt will always refer to me as his teacher but i think matt is doing matt things you mm -hmm. know like and that's definitely better than you better than me he does matt dahlberg songs better than i do mm -hmm. yeah like if i were to play matt's songs matt would play them way better than me he's he's a student of mine there's and there's loads of uh of examples of that even say it's like say hamsini the, the um you know the girl that we were talking about she makes her own compositions now mm -hmm. and i think you know sometimes i can't even comprehend like how she came up with some of that stuff yeah I'm like how did you go from this key to that key and then like using this and that melody line because she's got like a unique you know approach to uh to to music and mm -hmm. and growing that next generation of musicians it has been our you know our mission from the very beginning and mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to see like the next generation already so yeah it's fun it's fun yeah <laughs> lots of people are laughing me now kai so no longer the man <laughs> can they beat you in mario kart well okay all right that's a different story that <laughs> someone some little kid thought they could ron morris's son thought he could but you know went home crying just like everybody else <laughs> because you know there's guys like guys like ukuleni Abe Lagrimus, instead of crying home after their loss, they're like, Aldrin, please take us under your wing, under your tutelage, and teach us how to make other people cry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, my sons, I will show you the way of Mario Kart. <laughs> and boom. Lenny, I feel like, might be better than me now. <laughs> like, yeah. he plays all the time. I always see him on. Because if I play my Switch, I'm like playing Monster Hunter or something, and he's always playing Mario Kart. Uh, and when we play, like, I have to be on my A game yeah, to yeah. not lose to Ukuleli. Yeah. And Lenny's doing so good. And then he goes and studies what yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, what I did. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I do stuff where, like, Lenny will ask me for, like, hey, can you can you do a lap or can you do a few laps on this course? And then mm -hmm. send me that video. Yeah. And then he'll he'll see like my lines and stuff. He'll study the lines. I'm like, oh my god. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to watch. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh -huh. gatekeeping. I'm not gonna be like, no, that's it's my lines, lady. <laughs> yeah. like, same thing with Ukulele. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of what you did with Jake and like right, a couple right, right. other people yeah. where you, yeah. you just like videotape it and then just study that and <laughs> <laughs> use that in your own solos. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that hot Hawaiian nights. You did the same thing. You know, I have a whole I have a whole tape, VHS tape. Oh, what is the update on that, by the way? Didn't you say you, you, you found oh, the... Oh, uh... yeah, yeah. I I have it, um, but we got to figure out a way to rip that DVD. Oh, but it is a DVD. Anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, something. <laughs> Pure Heart Hot Hawaiian Nights might, might appear on YouTube after all, because I've been looking. I've been watching some Hot Hawaiian Nights. Uh, that's why I, I brought up the Opie Pickers. So the Opie Pickers being on the Hot Hawaiian Nights. Mm -hmm. So good. So if you guys are like, oh, cool of you to mention Imua Garza. If you guys want to see him play in a uh, in, in one of the most popular bands ever in Hawaii, the Opie Pickers. Um, there's a like live Hot Hawaiian Nights. And there's like a, um, a medley of Old Fashioned Touch and Victim. So good. So good. Yeah. Classic Imua Garza. Yeah. He's playing that, um, what is it? The, um, the applause? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you were talking about yeah. Yeah, in that video. It's like, and yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tone. That's what I mean. We're like, 
you have to have good tone in order to turn that instrument into that sound because mm-hmm. that instrument does not make that sound yeah yeah <laughs> so check that out wild horse canyon and uh jinx he finds the catnip really really cool songs or uh tempest todd from the ukul- uh from the op pickers album lots uh, of good stuff <laughs> me and aaron were talking yeah. about like I, I like uh there's a video of um mm-hmm. him and uh ernie playing together right? yeah yeah for like high students yeah, yeah. And I think he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, when they asked me to play, I was like, hey, Ern, you like play for this? <laughs> and Ern was like, yeah, so we play. <laughs> it's like, that is crazy. It's like one. Two, two people yeah. who changed the face of yeah. Hawaiian music yeah. forever. It's like one legend just going like, hey, you want to play music this whatever mm. Saturday? And then another <laughs> legend's like, yeah, shoots, we go. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because that's that's family at that point. Yep. Because yeah. he he married um, John's, what, sister or something? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, little sister? John is in John Cruz. So the Cruz and the Garza family coming together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, uh, they, they would... They would play at church because they're, you know, they're, they're very into, you know, like into that church. And uh, I remember uh, my friend Daniel Cummings would, would go to that same church that they mm-hmm. go to. And like, um, and he would tell me like, man, Imu's son would be like on drums or no, Kalei, I think would tell me like, yeah, yeah. about that. Imu's son be on drums and he's like all of maybe six, seven years old at that <laughs> point or something, just rocking the drum set. Yep. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you get when you mix the Garza and Cruz together. <laughs> like that mm. blood will create that kid, you know? So it's yeah. like <laughs> just some families, right? Like how do yeah. they have all, cause even um, what Abe's, Abe's brother <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. All right. Um, any uh, any last minute questions before we go? Uh, I think th- there was a question about chunking, but we'll save that for another time, right? Ooh, we can okay, go okay. into yeah. <laughs> okay. What else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we go, I just want to remind you guys that we are going to be in Washington State next month. That's coming up very, very, very soon. So Washington State, uh, we're going to be doing three cities. It's going to be um, Edmonds. Port Orchard and Seattle. Edmonds at the Edmonds Waterfront Center. Um, that it, is that's, that is the August 9th? September 9th. Um September no, 8th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? Uh Thursday, Thursday is the 7th. Yeah, okay, it says. So that would be September 7th. So September 7th in Edmonds. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna get you guys the info as soon as I get it. Like the the website to buy tickets. I will get it to you as soon as I can. Okay, so that will be on the seventh. On the eighth, it will be in Port Orchard. Um, that will be at uh, at the Oceana Ukes headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with that. I think that's just like uh, you don't buy tickets online. I think you just go and you pay at the door. Okay. So I think that's a door thing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will definitely give you guys uh, more info on that. Follow Oceana Ukes on on Instagram for more uh, for more info. You can ask them, you know, for for the information and that. But as soon as I get it, we'll post it on our social media. Yeah. Um, and then for the for the day before on the seventh at at the Ed Edmonds Waterfront, uh, Center, Waterfront yeah. Center, you could probably reach out to somebody from the Strum. Strum. Yeah. Ukulele group. So Chantel Clovis. Yeah. Chantel Clovis from Strum. If you reach out to her, you can get tickets then. But uh, I'm trying to find 
Uh, I'm trying to ask Chantel for the um, for the link that people can just go and, and buy tickets. For that, I will be doing a workshop and a uh, and a performance. So the workshop, uh, I think both is gonna be forty bucks. So it's like twenty bucks for the workshop and twenty bucks for for the uh, for yep. the performance and stuff. But usually when I do workshops, it's like forty dollars anyway. So yeah. you get like a concert with it too. So uh, that's that's the uh, the price for that. Um, I think the one in Port Orchard is just going to be a performance. So that might be 15, 20 bucks for just like the, uh, the performance. Um, and then Live Aloha Festival in Seattle at the Seattle Center. That's free. I'm going to be doing a workshop Saturday uh, morning and afternoon free. Free workshop. Myself and a bunch of other like Hawaiian culture people are going to be over there, we're gonna be doing free workshops. You wanna learn how to speak Hawaiian, you wanna learn how to make feather lei, you wanna learn how to do all these crazy, amazing cultural, Hawaiian cultural stuff, go, go, go. It's free. I'm gonna lose anything other than gas. You know, like other than gas, going to Seattle Center, maybe parking. It'll be worth it to to be you know to be able to take some classes from these masters. Go to the you know the Livaloa website to check out who's there and what they're teaching. But really, really, really valuable lessons and and workshops from these amazing masters for free. Usually, you have to pay for the stuff, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's free. Okay. I hope. Uh, it's like I hope somebody leaves a, <laughs> a mad review. I went to this and I learned so much. And I got so much good food and I did all this stuff and it was for free. It was. Oh, yeah, I it's, didn't, it's free. It, they didn't even want me to pay. Oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> That's the ninth. And then the, the 10th is going to be the Livaloa Festival itself. That's uh, just all day. Uh, all day music, booths, food, cultural things again. It, it's insane. I love, love, love this festival. And I want this to do really, really well for them. Um, yeah. So we're going to be there washington 7 8 9 and 10 um come out to any of those dates or all the dates we'd like to see somebody come to all of them and maybe you know uh, i'll give you a big hug if, if i see you in all four days all right like i'll i'll hug kahai super tight before i leave <laughs> and then pass it and on and then pass it on to you whoever comes to all four days okay so it's kind of like getting a, a, a you know a secondhand uh, hug from Kai. It's like uh, <laughs> somebody runs up to you and it's like, oh, can I get a, a hug from Kai? And then you have to go like, oh, wait, let me put on this uh, barbed wire jacket first. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 let me pull out all these uh, roses with thorns. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also we're, we're still keeping, you know, keeping those those folks in, in, in Maui that, that suffered, you know, this, this horrific, horrific tragedy. Uh, we're keeping those people in our minds and our hearts. And please, if you have, you know, if you have it, um, donate to, to any of, uh, any of the people that are helping people out in, in, in Maui. There's lots of different avenues, whatever avenue you can do to, um, to, to help go ahead and go, go donate there. Um, la yesterday we had uh, a countywide, um, for, for musicians, uh, we had a countywide, like, Thing, well, in front concert, of the county building yeah. concert uh, that, that we played music and we tried, you know, we, we got donations uh, and stuff. I I gave, you know, I gave a bunch of canned goods just to help out and some money as well. And then I did the, I did the concert, but it was great seeing everybody kind of, did, you know, did that same thing. It was really nice to like to see the musicians from uh, from all around the island. And um, and there's like halals and, and all sorts of awesome groups. So nice to see my friends and kind of do it for like for a good cause as well. So any way that you can do to help, 
please, please look out for it. I don't want to say like this, to this thing, this thing, this thing. There's plenty of ways to, to do so. Whatever you feel most comfortable with, just make sure it's legit, okay? And um, yeah, so just be careful. There are some people that's trying to take advantage of such a horrific situation. But if uh, if if you have family that was affected uh, from that from that tragedy, my heart goes out to you. It is, I think, the worst thing that had to happen to Hawaii in maybe ever. You know, like no, it's, it's, it's very long time. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't. It's just our hearts go out to you. Okay. Um, know that know that we're thinking about you and we're we're trying to help us as best as we can. Okay. All right, everyone, stay safe. We'll see you on Friday for Aloha Friday Live Jam. If you have a um, if you have a, a private lesson with me tomorrow, I'll see you then. If not, I'll see you guys Friday. Aloha. <laughs>